I just shit weird. Welcome to Indecorous Podcast. Indecorous means not in good taste. 9-11 was a gender reveal. <laughs> Indecent. Bunch of lunatics with morbid senses of humor. Immoral. You don't have the money to bulldoze this building? Just draw Muhammad all over the place. <laughs> Somebody will blow that shit up. Shameless. I let my bush grow because it's kind of one of those locks for love type of situations. Impolite. People always shit fingering, but I'm like, you know what? My fingers always hard. I don't get whiskey fingers. And beyond the pale. What you wearing down on your toes? Welcome to episode 99 of Indecorous Comedy. This is episode 49 of season 2. Indecorous Comedy is a reprehensively distinguished educational comedy show, either the smartest lowbrow or dirtiest highbrow podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Carlos Valencia. To my right is Ian. What's happening? And to my north is Bobby. Yo. So it's a literal to his right this time. We are semi-in-person. But not completely. We'll get to that, though, Ian. In a few minutes, our guest, Paul Hooper, will be joining, and we'll be answering listener questions, talking about indecorous news. We'll be diving deep into the dark history of the FDA, and we'll close it out with New York State laws. But going back to what Ian was saying, we are almost live, but not quite. Ian is here. Uh, we're in person. I'm sitting right next to Ian, but Bobby's not here. He is joining us via satellite because <laughs> he's got the the HIV or some shit. What is it that you have, yeah, Bobby? Uh, potentially norovirus. Norovirus. Potentially, but not confirmed. But but it's probably it because I was looking it up, and that's the virus you get from eating poop. Yeah. And that's a hobby of yours. I can't stay away from it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, I was hoping that you would at least sanitize it before you ate it, but I guess you got a bad batch of poop that you ate, and you got norovirus. Yeah, yeah. It could have been from multiple bad batches, but there's no way to narrow it down. Oh, yeah. so you've been you've been feasting on feces. And, you, and yes. you mentioned something to the effect of you had a bucket list item that you just checked off for your 37th. It was, remind me again what it was. Oh, uh, yeah. Two days after my 37th birthday, I uh, shit myself because of this fucking thing. <laughs> nice, buddy. Yep. It was the, it, I woke up to it. It was the worst. You know, it was like, uh, I guess, a sleep fart that turned into an emergency, <laughs> and I flew out of bed. That's what they call sharks. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. You'd think those days were behind you since you stopped drinking. Yeah, <laughs> I know. This was... <laughs> This was totally sober, just sleeping on time. Yeah, welcome to uh, old age, man. It can happen to the best of us, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. Oh, and it will happen and keep happening. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean now I, I mean, especially now that I've set a precedent, I've got to outdo myself. You I know? mean, say, say what you will about having dignity and couth, but I mean, when has dignity ever given you a blowjob? When has any sense of pride or decency ever gotten you that raise? I mean, I submit these are all fake virtues. Yeah, I think you got to own it, man. You got to own it. It's like, hey, I shit my pants, dude. It happens. You know what I mean? You can't be ashamed. You can't erase history is what I'm saying. <laughs> but you don't necessarily have to glorify it. And that's why uh, I wanted to get to, uh, this is a good transition towards, they took down the Robert E. Lee statue in Charleston, I believe. Did you guys hear about that? Oh, shit. I yeah. did not. That Charleston is where they yeah. had that big uh the rally with the racists where apparently there was a lot of good people on both sides. <laughs> Wait, that, I thought that was Charlottesville. Charlottesville. Uh, yeah. It was Charlottesville. Uh, it was Charlottesville. Yeah, Char Charleston and Charlottesville. I always get them confused. It would be kind of funny if there was a town in another state called Charlestonville. 
<laughs> and it'd really fuck you up. You know? you know what's funny is that I did a show once in Louisville, and this one comic asked me where I was from. I was like, I'm Charlotte. And then he's like, oh, yeah, I love Virginia. And I got I was, got angry. Well, I didn't really get angry, but I was like, that's not the right place. Yeah. And now here I am fucking making the same goddamn mistake with <laughs> Charlottesville. And I think I vaguely hear, heard about this story. So, yeah, it is uh, Charlottesville. And they took down the statue, and yeah. everyone was happy. No one complained. This was on July 10th. They removed a statue of Robert E. Lee from Charlottesville. And that's what I'm saying is like all these people that are all about the Confederacy are like, you're erasing history. And I'm like, you're not erasing history. The history is still there. Just don't glorify the bad parts. Why are we glorifying the guy that was on the wrong side of that war? And again, is what I'm saying to you, Bobby, is, yeah, you don't have to erase history. You can still own the fact that you shit your pants, <laughs> but don't make a statue out don't of it. it. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You can't tear down my Robert E. Lee tattoo. That's right. <laughs> that tattoo don't run. <laughs> it is time now to welcome our guest to the podcast, Mr. Paul Hooper. Paul, how are you, sir? I'm great, buddy. It's good to see you, Paul. It's wonderful to see you. You're looking great. It. I hadn't seen you. Uh, well, I, I have seen you, but yeah. we haven't had you on the podcast in years uh, in, in a long time we had some letters from the fcc we couldn't have you back for a while but i think that? that's all been resolved it was that the pandemic i did pandemic. it right like thanksgiving 2019 that's about right yeah yeah that's I have a, a good memory so yeah that's a good is that a thing that since you stopped drinking your memory's gotten better yeah that and the ocd but i like oh, remembering yeah. dates i don't remember the exact date but i like doing like <laughs> november 2019 that would be like a year and eight months or something like that. Damn. And I like doing... But you know how many times you wash your hands that day. No, I don't know that. I don't count that. I just do it a lot. I just do it every time I touch anything in the world. That's actually... That's a great... So pandemic probably worked out pretty yeah. good for you because you were already kind of that way. Yeah, it's fine. And now I carry hand sanitizer and people don't really look at it. Like now I, I can carry it all the time. I didn't carry it before. I just washed my hands a lot. Now I'm carrying it and I use it and people don't, don't really care. But although most people have already stopped using it again. Yeah, right. Pieces of shit. Yeah, oh yeah. But. Yep, we, we are right back to our disgusting selves. Yeah, it's really despicable. Well, speaking of disgusting selves, <laughs> Bobby is not here with us because he's got the norovirus. You familiar with this, Paul? I don't know if I believe that. Suspected. Allegedly. He's got norovirus, which you catch from eating feces. Is that self-diagnosed? Or is this, how do you know that? <laughs> we just figure from all the feces that he eats, it's got to be. It's it probably got to be that. got to be it. No, I've had it before. And it kind of started out as pretty much a lot of the same symptoms, but I'm feeling better now. And I know last time it took almost two days and it was worse. So I don't know. I don't know what it was. Why but... do you get the norovirus so much? It's fecal matter. So it's like pink eyes, fecal matter in the eyes. Yes. And then this is you eating it. Are we getting to like coprophilia? Is that kind of the way it works? It's kind of like, I guess he you know, rubs his eyes and then he licks his fingers. I want to get a closer nice. look at it, all right? There's something really cool. Are you eating on the toilet? Are you eating on the toilet? <laughs> I don't know. No, so I, it was, dude, it was going around when I got it. And I, I don't know that it necessarily is this time. This could could have just been food poisoning. I've never heard nothing about the norovirus. I never heard of it either. I mean, yeah. the today, before we were going to, because we were all supposed to meet in person. And then... Yeah. Bobby hits us up this morning. I like, ah, I think I got norovirus. I'm like, well, I got a Wikipedia that shit. Sure yeah. enough, it's from eating feces. Yeah. 
It's that is not. Is this just food poisoning? Is that what it is? It's like if someone shit touched your food, then that germ, whatever, gets. Uh. Then it's just food poisoning. But they call it. You know what it is, man? Is everybody takes their phones into the fucking bathroom? Yes. All right, and that's why. And there's just, dude, there's feces on everything at a at a microscopic level. Everything is covered in shit and cum. All right. Well, speaking of shit and cum, it's time to get the podcast started here. We like to open the show with questions sent from our millions of listeners around the world. We accept all questions, but we really have an answer for any of them. Question one is always, where do I send questions? And that's to indecorouscomedy at gmail.com or through social media, Facebook, Instagram at indecorouscomedy, Twitter, indecorouspod, Patreon at themshits.com. Oh, that's why you got themshits.com. Finally makes sense. Full circle. Them shits that Bobby eats and gets norovirus with dot com. That, it was a very apt URL. Yes, right. I was wondering, like, how did he get that so quickly? You probably already had it. And for you Patreon had... supporters, you will get to see the pictures. Yeah, themshits.com, yeah. <laughs> and how, how do you spell indecorous, Bobby? It's I-N-D-E-C-O-R-O-U-S. I-N-D-E-C-O-R-O-U-S. All right, that's correct. And for our first question, Mark asks, who is the most famous comic and non-comic that has been in your car. Now, how do you have any, Ian, your comedy career didn't last very long, but did you get to have any famous comics in your car I would other say, than myself? Yeah, I would say car, no, absolutely not. I mean... Not car, but your dick. <laughs> you had him ride your dick. Uh, I guess that could be a form of transportation if one were so inclined. Okay, how about you, Bobby? I guess Todd Berry would be the most famous. That's right. Why did you give him a ride from Asheville to Charlotte or Charlotte to Asheville? No, from Asheville to the airport. And this was pre-GPS. And I somehow got going in the wrong direction. And he was most displeased. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How, how did that go? Tell us more about that one, Bobby. I mean, no, it ended up being fine and started off, you know, he bought me coffee and stuff and was being really nice. And then the second I realized we were going the wrong way, he, he hated me more than he already did. <laughs> he probably hated you to begin with. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Well, that's the default. I feel like how he approaches most people in general is he hates you until you give him a reason not to hate him. But I gave him reason to hate me. So <laughs> yeah, he hated you. The favor he was doing you was to not express it. Yes. So that was the favor he was doing you. I'll hide my displeasure with you. And then you fucked up. And he's like, all right, it's all in now, motherfucker. (laughs) How about you, uh, Paul? Famous comic. Famous comic and non-comic. I I only have comic. I would probably only have comic. A celebrity. uh, Yeah, I've never had just some random celebrity in my car that's non not a comic. Bill Burr. Bill Burr's been in my car because we worked here. Do you have to give him a ride to the hotel or something? Like, we there? stayed in the same hotel because I was. they gave me a hotel. I was still living in New York. So it was in Charlotte. And then it was way out in University and hit the clubs downtown. So they asked me. Yeah, they asked me. They're like, if he doesn't have a problem with that hotel, will you drive? We're like, yeah, we're driving like 20 minutes to and from the club, if not more. How was it? It was great because then he wanted to go to, you know, it was all right because the first night, you know, Mike Hall was like, you know, text him. He might want to go somewhere tomorrow. So I took him to the grocery store the first day at like 10 a.m. Then we went to lunch and then we went to the club every night and rode back. 
And then we went to a barbecue place one day, and we went did stuff during the day. It was good. I got a lot of quality time with him because That's of it. That's cool. You know what he did is that also I had a girl after a show hitting on me, mm-hmm. and I was talking to her. He went to a bar, all right, mm-hmm. right next to the club, a small bar. Yes. With people from the staff. And he went over there, and I'm like, I'll be over in a few minutes. I'm talking to this girl. And then she was sort of like, come home with me, and I blew it off. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, I got to give him a ride. And then I told him that later. And he's like, what are you fucking? He's like, I'll find a ride home. You're an idiot. <laughs> and with his own words, we're just like, go with the girl. Yeah. Don't yeah. worry about me. I'll find a way back to the hotel. I'm like, well, I'm sorry. I'm like, I promised the headline. Yeah. I would feel bad doing that too. But then, yeah, if you look at it logically, it's like, like this motherfucker can't afford an Uber. Like that's what this, like, yeah. 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 He was all for it. Like, if you want to go, he's like, if you ever need, you want to go out after the show or you meet a girl or whatever, he's like, I'll find my way back. And I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, it's like, shoot shoot him a text. You know what I mean? But I mean, you give, you give the courtesy of a text, but yeah, I mean, I feel like anybody would understand. You think Wilbur gave Paul his number? Come on. (laughs) I did. Yeah. (laughs) Mike Hall gave me Wilbur's number. Sort of. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't I can't think of a single like non comedian that I've had in my car. I guess the most famous one would be probably Segura because I had to give him rides. Actually, it's funny because you you were giving him rides back just back to the hotel that you guys were staying at. When I worked with Segura the first time, I had to give him a ride to the hotel that he was staying at because I was still at the condo. Like he just didn't want to stay at the condo. So I would give him a ride back and forth. And I have since given him rides since I got to know him. And just when you mentioned gas, it reminded me that I have a tendency to just not gas up till the fucking light is on. And I do, but I know how much time I have. I mean, how much mileage I have left, but he didn't. So he was freaking out on me like, Hey dude, you want to, you sure we're going to make it? We're sure we're going to make it. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Uh It's fine. And we made it. We made it. You made it. But the thing is, like, I gave him a ride back to his hotel, but I was too drunk to get myself back to the condo. So I took uh, Uber back, and then a friend gave me a ride back because he was staying at a hotel that was, like, near a mall. And I had no idea where my fucking car was because yeah. I left it. I parked there. Ah, so we ooh. had to drive around that mall forever to just to fucking find my so car. So you were driving him back pretty drunk. Well, I don't was know he if, worried? Was he like, man? He was right? more worried about the gas running out than, <laughs> than, than so me. So let me ask you this: Did he ever switch from English to Spanish? Because that's how you can tell he probably got worried. No, no, he was still all. It's still all English all the time. And I try to, in any time I have in my car, I try to blast just Latin music just to fuck with him. So I just I'm blasting <laughs> Latin music that I haven't listened to in ages. But yeah, he was very concerned about the gas. Not as much about me drinking. To be that honest. reminds me, I got, and this is not my car now. But this is like way back in 03. You've heard this story before, but the Daniel Tosh, like open for Daniel Tosh in Columbus, Ohio. Oh, with the watch? I remember something about a the watch. The watch. I bought a watch off of him. And then he also, like, I took him back to the I've hotel. I've never heard this story. God damn it. Go for it, bro. <laughs> There's a lot of stories from that week. But yeah, I bought his watch. He had a diesel watch or something. It's a real douchey watch looking back, but I liked it at the time. One of those ones with a thick band. This is like 2003, though. Yeah. Like, I like that watch. He's like, I'll sell it to you. And then. <laughs> I'm like, you kidding? And I don't know what he said it was, 100, 200 bucks, something like that. And I think I gave him 50. And he took it right off his wow, really? wrist and gave it to me. And I wow. wore it. I've got photos of me in that way. I've wore it for like two years. Yeah. Nice. It was all right. <laughs> and then I drove him back. Same thing. It reminded me he wouldn't stay in the condo. Even though the condo there was nice, he stayed in a hotel. Mm-hmm. So after a couple nights 
he's like, you give me a ride back. And I was drunk, drove him back. And then we, he's like, there was a BP station in front of the hotel. And he's like, oh, I want to get snacks, pull in there. And the only thing, it was like, it was a handicapped parking spot was the only thing open. It was packed at this gas station. He's like, just pull in. I'm like, I don't know, pull in and get a ticket. He's like, we're going to be in there for two minutes. So I'm like, all right, whatever. I go in, we get snacks, then we come out. And I'm like, all right. He's like, you want to go hang out at the hotel for a few minutes? And I'm like, all right, let me move the car. And he's like, you're not going to get a fucking ticket <laughs> in 15 minutes, man. What are you worried about? And so I'm like, all right. So we take snacks. We go to his hotel. First of all, I'm like, we start to, we walk in. It's like a courtyard by Marriott. And it's like, there's like a breakfast nook that's dark. He walks straight into the breakfast nook that's just dark and sits down at a table. I'm like, we go into your room. He's like, you're not coming to my room. <laughs> and he just sits down in the dark and starts eating snacks. <laughs> and I just sit down with him and awkward. It's great to hear that he was that way even before he was super Tosh.0 famous yes. multimillionaire. No, 100%. Yeah. And so we did that for 20 minutes. When I walked back at my car, I had a fucking $250 parking ticket. Oh, oh dude. Really? Yeah. Fuck. Because handicapped parking. What did he say when you told him about it? So that's the other thing, too. So I like the next night, I just went back to the condo. And the next night at the show, he's at the bar in the lobby of the club. And I'm like, man, I got a fucking parking ticket because of you. And he was had like a $100 bill out or getting changed for it with the bartender. And he's like, sh like holds the 100 to me. And he's like, do you want the money? He's got the 100 <laughs> in front of my face. And I'm like, no, nah, man. And he's like, well, all right, then. And he oh, just like really? oh, got the change and God. he's like, I'm like, what a dick. But he was also <laughs> like that. He's like hazing. I don't know. Some of it was just sense of well, humor. Didn't you fucking throw a stool at him at some point? What? Yeah. There's so many stories from that week. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I got off stage and he's like, hey, feature act, bring that chair up here. I'm like, what? There's like a chair by the wall. He's like, I said, bring me that fucking chair now. What? On stage. So I took the chair and got close to the stage and just pitched it at him. And it bounced <laughs> on its legs upside down. He had to jump over it. He grabbed the chair, sat it up, took it to the backdrop, didn't acknowledge it, and just walked to the mic and started telling jokes. <laughs> to silence, to silence for 10 minutes. He also did this, like, the first couple nights, he would go, Bill Arendale, who's a really funny guy from Columbus, was a host. I was the feature. He would go, give it up for Paul and Bill. They would clap, because it was like packed shows, and it was fun, and we had good sets. He's like, give it up for Paul and Bill, and they'd clap, and he's like, they're terrible. <laughs> like in a, the meanest way possible and then they're like what the fuck the crowd didn't like him and I'm like why are you doing that and he's like I'm gonna dig a hole and see if I can get out of it That's so I'm like alright all right. yeah I gotta get and some he would do it though. he stuck to his guns yeah alright uh, next question this comes from Ron Ron asks what kind of child abuse produces the best comics what would you say Paul that's a tough one right yeah, it is everybody says the father issues right yeah. Uh, dad wasn't home. I got that. My dad wasn't around a lot. And it's a very common one amongst comics that, yeah, the dad's not around. Yeah. I was thinking, well, my dad was around, but uh, I was thinking single child. I think we can both relate. Only to child? That. Only child. Yeah. yeah. You said single child. Well, you know, a child know, that's not married. <laughs> Colombian thing. It's. But I think, I think, I think that's <laughs> I, well, for the other thing is like they say comics are all troubled. And like, I know some pretty well-rounded yeah. comedians that they're still funny without having like a troubled past. Yeah, I know some that have like both parents at home and like a good upbringing and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. It's just common that dad's not there, but I don't know if that's true of just comics. I don't know if you like pe human beings. 
My dad wasn't around, but I see that a lot. What other father issues, dad issues? That seems the most common. I don't know if that classifies as abuse. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Abuse, I guess, is a very open-ended... Uh, yeah. It depends on how you define it. I think it. I've got one. Keeping up with the theme of picking on Bobby, I think this is Bobby's origin story. His parents, apparently, or grandparents, rather, gave him a pet rabbit, which he loved very dearly. And then one day they decided to cook and eat the pet rabbit. Yeah. Is that real? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Bobby told that story and Ian has not been able to let it go. That's I weird. think that counts as child abuse, doesn't He's it? He's also since embellished it, apparently. <laughs> what, you didn't love the rabbit? Is that the part that I'm embellishing? No, it, it, it was just like, it wasn't like my, they weren't like, here, now take care of this rabbit. It was just, the rabbits were just at our house. And so I think my sister and I just kind of assumed they were our pets. And meanwhile, <laughs> we were just fattening them up for our grandparents. And the grandparents never explained it? Or like, hey, we're no, going to kill no, these? No, they just came over and fucking skinned That's them. crazy. I mean, your grandparents are insane. <laughs> that's fucking nuts. And that's why Bobby's so funny, because that was the child abuse that led to his hilarity. That is abuse, yeah. No one does that, no. Because I was going to say that growing up, Poor produces a lot of good comics, but then again, I, I was thinking about it too, and there are some really, really funny comics that also grew up very comfortably. So, yeah, I mean, there's like comics that grew up uh, wealthy, right? Isn't there? Yeah. Yes, you go to New York City; it's full of yeah. rich kid <laughs> comics. Trust fund yeah, comics, exactly. Right? Yeah, and Ivy League grads and all kinds oh, yeah. of crazy shit. Now, yeah. it didn't seem that way in the early 2000s, where you would have a Harvard, multiple Harvard grads, unless I'm sure they were out there, but I don't know. I knew Greg Giraldo was one one back in the day. Yeah. That's the only person I heard of. Now you like multiple Ivy League grads and people that came from super wealthy families yes. that I guess I didn't hear about on the road. Isn't the Simpsons writers room famously all just Harvard grads? Well, that and and SNL also had a lot of uh, you know Conan, those, yeah, Conan's yeah, a Harvard Conan, grad. Conan, right? all okay. those Harvard yeah. Lampoon people, all that shit. I mean, so I don't know if I buy. I, I think. It can definitely help give you a, a perspective that these rich people aren't going to have if you do come from a, a background of child abuse or just some kind of child neglect, but I don't think it's necessary. It did seem like comedy seems to gone from, though, it's changed in 10 or 15 years of like being misfits to now it's not necessarily that. Yeah, I think you're now right. Now there are people that just sort of could fit and be in the business world that yeah, are yeah. lawyers that are now comics and just as easily fit in into comedy. I think that, yeah. that's one thing too that some of the funniest black comedians grew up poor, and then ha you know have a lot of material about that. All right, I don't know if you have to be racist like that, Bobby. <laughs> I know. There's a real lull. It really shut down the rhythm of the podcast. It was yeah. only a matter for, of time. Forgive me for listening yeah, to their acts. Time. All right. We're going to move on to our third question. Hopefully, Bobby doesn't make this one racist. <laughs> Glenn asks, and, and no, there's a premise to this. With McAfee dying recently, you know, McAfee. Oh, yeah, I heard John about McAfee. this story. John McAfee, yeah. the, the virus guy. He died recently, and his proclivities for scat play. Oh, this is just right up of Bobby's alley. <laughs> I, I, I didn't even know he had scat play proclivities, but apparently he did, according to Glenn. What is your line for activities being okay between consenting adults? He had what? Act, he had what? Scat play uh, proclivities. Shitting? Said yeah, shitting? yeah, 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 yeah. But not to like get sick like Bobby, but like he actually. Well, I don't know. Maybe Bobby is into it. I don't. I get one. Oh. Kink shame him. You just do it for nutritional purposes. So you're saying where is the line for consent essentially? Yeah, basically. <laughs> 
Ian is always trying to find that consent line. So, yeah, it's basically what he's like, because if you're into choking and uh, hitting... And... Oh, I, so I, I can fill this one. So I think there's a consent app that's out right now. Really popular with the Gen Zs. Are you making this up or is this a real... No, nah, dude. And it's basically a consent app. And two people will have to do a digital signature. And you can check certain boxes and say certain things. And it's just like a good, fun, safe way to get into some really dirty, hardcore shit. And have uh, lots of legal protection after the fact. Really? Oh, yeah. It holds up in court. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask. Because I, I just, even though I haven't watched a whole lot, I know, Paul, you're a big fan of Larry David. I love him. I haven't seen a whole lot of Curb Your Enthusiasm, but I think I did see the last season. I think it was the last season. And there's a whole, not a whole episode, but a big chunk of one episode is him setting up his phone, recording, okay, you agree that you do want to, make out with me yeah. and I want to make out with you. And like, it's a whole thing where yeah, it's dude. just like you have video evidence that everybody's consenting to yes. this. Right. Well, it seems like, yeah, it's the way it's going. Right. It should be. I assume celebrities were doing that. Like you signed paper or something back in the day. Like, I don't know, like a contract. I've said this probably on the podcast before, but I, like I enjoy taking uh, pictures in the, in sexy times. All right. Yeah. That's fun. It's fun thing. But also, it serves as legal protection because every now and again, I would hook up with somebody that's way over my league, but it's because you're a comic, then it's like, oh, you're supposed to be like a minor celebrity. And if this hot chick ever decided to be like, he raped me, people would be like, yeah, of course, look at him, look at her. There's no fucking way she would have ever consented right. to having sex mm -hmm. with this guy. But then if you have the pictures... They're like, ah, well, would she have agreed to take pictures if I was forcing myself upon her? Uh, I thought you were going to go an opposite way and say, now you can blackmail her with the naked No, 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 I would never do that. I'm a very ethical man. Well, that should be like, I didn't agree for him to take pictures. Well, how would, why are you smiling in the picture? Oh, she's smiling. She's posing. Well, I always tell them yes. to smile. I thought this was like from behind or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like. Then you're like, well, I didn't even know he had this camera from out. From underneath the toilet, all the pictures are from <laughs> an angle. Yeah, yeah. You're sneaking security these things camera. in. Like a security camera. <laughs> yeah. No, yes. no. But I think it's it. Like, I think it's sexy to do that. But also, if the lady were ever to be like, oh, I'm going to get this guy. I'd be like, well, look, we had pictures. You you know, it's obviously consensual if you agree to take Of sexy pictures. times, too, as you say. That's all, you know, I'm trying, not to be, <laughs> trying to be cool here. It's sexy you say that in court of law. You're like, what is sexy times? Well, it is, it's, it's all encompassing. It is. Yes. Yeah. It's everything. Because if I say intercourse, then that's just one thing. It's kissing, it's sodomy, it's all of everything in between. Oh, it's, how is, ki is kissing intercourse? Well, because you're intercoursing your saliva. the beginning of it, right? Yeah. Well, it may lead into intercourse. Yes. It was, I guess it's not intercourse, right? But it's sexy times is what I'm telling yes, you. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Sexy times because the kiss to anal. I'm trying to use legal terms. I'm sorry if you All don't right. understand my legalese. I misunderstood. Yeah, you know how they're always using uh, sexy times in a deposition? <laughs> yes, yeah. sexy times. <laughs> anyway, what was the question, though? What's the... Where, do, where does consent end or begin? Yeah, and, I've, and actually there was a baseball player recently. Have you heard this story? I forget exactly who it was or what team they played in. But apparently the story was he had sex with a lady and they did the choking thing and she was all about it and they texted and she was like, I can't wait to do this again. When can we meet up again? Blah, blah, blah. I want to go all out. This was the sexiest shit ever. So they met again and he went all out 
and now she's like accusing him of abuse. Yeah. So oh. then it's like, what do you? Okay, I thought you said you were into this. I always err on the side of caution. Like I'm sure there's plenty of times that I could have had a chance to get laid where like I just assume you don't like unless you tell me, hey, I want to fuck you, then I assume you don't want to fuck me. Right. It's yeah, the yeah, way yeah. That philosophy right. I have. So I just always err on the side, like, oh, I could have gotten laid, but I didn't make the move. And I just, all right. Yeah, it. there's times it's cost me. Like, I just, yeah. I always, they had to pretty much say it. Before. Exactly. I mean, I mean, I don't even know. I'm just like, if a girl's flirting with me, I don't even, maybe, no, I don't know. People have told me I've missed it a lot of times because right. I'm like, no, it's not that clear yet to me. So it's always going to be, yeah. I agree. I, I'm with Very you. obvious. And I think part of the problem there is just going to get into a whole other thing. But I do think part of the problem is that, Women, uh, just because of the culture that we live in, women, it's not as acceptable for women to be open about wanting to fuck. So they have to hint around it and be this, coy, yeah, yeah, flirtatious shit yeah. where that's what leads to the problems. Because now we have to guess like, okay, was she really wanting to fuck? Does no with a wink or, really mean yes? If, if, you know, if it was acceptable for a woman to just be like, I, I want to fuck, then okay, no ambiguity there. Then right. we can it's be like obvious. either... Yes, let's fuck or no, I don't want to fuck. But it's because all there's all this ambiguity, some of it rooted in like antiquated morals about, oh, a woman shouldn't be that forward. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I wish it was open and honest like that, yeah. too. Because I've, yeah, I missed some opportunities along the way because I'm like, here. no, no, I don't know. It's like the gray area. And then a girl one time told me, I think I had a joke about this at some point 10 years ago. And some girl in Ohio, I remember she was saying, she, I guess she was flirting with me after the show. I thought she was just saying good set, whatever. Then she invited me to a bar next door. Like, I might come over, but mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm not chasing. I'm going to be out for three hours in case right. something might happen. And she said something like, you really are bad at this. Like, I'm flirting <laughs> with you. So come to the bar. And then we ended up hooking up, but she had to spell it all out every step of the yeah. way. And it ended up being a great night, but I'm sure it was a annoying for her. <laughs> but I'm like, I don't know. I'm not just going to assume. Exactly. And we're not even in a position like the baseball player or like the famous people that are like, okay, now it's really fucking serious because they might actually get sued because you know once they know like oh they can get a lot of money out of this yeah, dude. yeah so yeah so that's your answer glenn i don't think we really solved anything fake name always help all right we're gonna move on to our next segment is indecorous news this is a segment where we highlight the most important news happening across the united states and all over the world after you listen to this segment you will never have to listen to another newscast ever again in your entire life this first headline is she stabbed her husband after discovering sexual photos. And the source for this is Perfil. So, Bobby, you can start us off. A Mexican woman called Lenora was arrested last Thursday in Mexico after stabbing her Mexican husband, who is named Juan, of course, after finding old photos of him on his cell phone, which was probably also Mexican. In them, the man appeared to be having sex with another Mexican woman. While both were at home, and after the discovery of the pictures, Leonora stabbed Juan over and over again while insulting him, probably saying things like puto, and pinche, and cabron, <laughs> and pinche cabron, and maybe even uh, malparido, though that's more of a Colombian insult. Minutes later, Juan was able to snatch the knife from his wife's weak woman hands <laughs> and then explain <laughs> to her that the photos were of themselves when they were just dating. Yeah. So this, <laughs> this woman went ham on the dude because she found pictures on his phone of him with a younger lady. 
But it turns out it was just pictures of them when they were younger. <laughs> she must have really let herself go. Yeah, she doesn't recognize her own vagina <laughs> or ass. Really. Did you really just cheat on me with this hoe that's got the same exact tattoos in the same places? Uh, yeah, that's the thing. Is like that. It, what you guys just said is exactly what I was thinking. It was like, how the fuck do you not recognize yourself when you were young? I guess the dude kept up with his shit because he must have been looking enough like he was looking. But then, yeah, she just let herself go. And she was like, well, who this fuck is this hot chick that you just fucking cheated on me with? <laughs> Which I guess is a common thing. Is that a common thing? I think we've talked about this in the podcast where women get married and they just fucking give up. Yeah, like, all right, I got one. It's both, right? Yeah, Men and women. Both. Yeah, a lot of times. Okay. Well, this dude apparently looked enough like himself because I think he would have recognized but you know well he's just been masturbating those photos since it happened right yeah, <laughs> yeah that's yeah. right yeah. so he knows the whole time he never forgot it was them but that's right that's right and then she didn't have those photos and then she, i don't still weird that she wouldn't recognize it yeah. is very weird her own ass i well here i'll let ian you or can whatever tell the next part all of right it, i'll which... see if i can get to the bottom of this the husband explained that he had gotten the photos digitized to store on his cell phone and they were of them back when they were more youthful and slim, and not as ugly and withered as they are now after years of a torturous marriage. While the altercation was taking place, neighbors called the police forces, who when they arrived at the property in the municipality of Keheme Sonora, they found the bloody episode. Yeah, so basically this dude, at least it's what he's saying, he had these old pictures, and he got him digitized to put on his cell phone. So maybe that's what threw her off. Like she was like, what, you don't. Wh why would you have pictures on your phone of us when we were young? You know, because yeah, before the advent of digital photos, it was like hard copy photos that he had digitized. Got him digitized, put him on his phone. So that's the only thing I can guess is that this woman, you know how old people are, they're like, how can this possibly be a picture on your phone when we only have hard copies? I have of to it? wonder if she aged significantly a faster rate than he did because, for her to think that this was a recent cheating episode. The picture of him must have been roughly the same, and the picture of her must have been vastly different. That's so, what we're yes. saying. Yeah, yeah, she must have really fucking let herself go. She liked to party. That's got to be part of it. We need to know how many years, though, it's been, you know? That's a good question. Well, I guess it would have to be 20 already, right? But when it was cell phones or cell phone cameras when, you yeah. know, and then I don't know. I remember hard copy photo, like early 2000s, you were still having like disposable cameras and shit. I wouldn't even know where to go to get a pictures developed physically right now. You know, there are a lot yes. of teens out there that are, you know, as they get older, if they don't go through their phones and like start scrubbing photos and stuff, they are in possession of child pornography. Oh, dude. Yeah. 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 And uh, Bobby would know about this. Well, Ian told me about it, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. We, we both learned about it at the conference. Okay, the mandatory conference that you guys had to take after you got arrested. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, the incident garnered all kinds of attention on Reddit, where one user talked about a time that some dude kept insisting that his wife was cheating on him, and then there was some other story that was just like this one, but it was a woman with dementia. <laughs> then there was one where a guy said that his wife would get mad at him when she had dreams of him cheating on her, but he would tell her about when he had dreams of cheating on her, and she was pretty chill about that, and just asked about the woman in her dream. Good, so the story's got a happy ending to it. Uh, well, I mean, well, these are other stories that other people are telling, I guess, that they think relates to this shit, but one of them was like, 
the old woman had dementia, so she would see pictures of the husband with the, her younger self and be like, oh, you're cheating on me. But she didn't stab the dude. Well, she gets a pass, you know. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. And she didn't, st- this woman just right. like, I mean, just the fact that her default for seeing a picture is rage. get a yeah. knife and stab, <laughs> I think that's an issue to begin with. This long-term monogamy is yeah. a problem. Yeah. It just needs to stop, You've right? You've to the crux of it here. Yeah, this Ball, is a case yes. study of why monogamy is a failing institution. Yes. And I'd still want to know if these people are 70 now and it happened when they were 25, if they had hard copies of when they were in the 70s, or if this is just... I saw, when I was typing this out, I, they had a picture of the lady, even though they had to, like, her eyes blurred. But she looked to me... I would say late 40s, early 50s. Yeah, she shouldn't be, yeah, losing it like that. Well, I mean, either way, regardless of technology, your default shouldn't be, let me get a knife and start stabbing the fuck out of my husband because I saw some pictures. Couples going into each other's phones, too. How'd she get into his phone? Yeah. Yeah. Again, old people do. They probably don't have a good password or whatever. Yeah, it's true. You know what I'm saying? But I also think that's another great point. Even if they didn't have a password on their thing, why are you fucking checking their shit unless yeah. you're just asking to right. be in trouble? I would never look. Yeah. yeah. Even if there's a phone just sitting out, I would never look. No. I don't want to look. Right. You don't want to know. You're better off that way. Right. Ignorance is bliss. I agree. Right? Yeah, All dude. Right. There's always going to be a guy that's more attractive and younger than me. Why do I want to Why do you want to just open up that can of worms? Exactly. It's uh, ignorance is bliss or, yeah, or uh, the less you know something. What is the other one? Knowing is half the battle. I don't know what that is. This is crazy. <laughs> Not knowing is the other half of the battle. See, that's what people say. Knowing is half the battle. People forget the other half of the battle. Not knowing. Yeah. That's the G.I. Joe thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. People forget about the glass half full. Thank you. Also, every act or girl, someone's like, they all slept with people. I assume any girl I'm dating has dick pics of their exes sure. on their phone, and I don't really care. Yeah. I just don't care. Like, I know, I'm in my 40s now. Maybe I had to care when I was 28. And you're like, you think, but now you've lived enough of a life, like the people you're dating to like, they've all slept with people. Yeah, of course. I've said it before. We're like, I don't even care if I was in a long-term relationship. And then she's like, because we, we travel for stand-up and whatever, and they're having sex with somebody when I'm away. I'm like, I don't care. Like, as long as you meeting this guy isn't going to interfere with us doing shit. Although that gets weird, though. I couldn't be in an open relationship because I, the idea if I was in a serious relationship with someone I'm going to sit and watch movies with, but they slept with a guy last night, but I'm going to a grocery store with her tonight. Like that kind of weirds me out. I'm like, yeah. I can have a girlfriend I don't care about that. We just hook up and then she hooks up with other dudes. I could do that, but I couldn't live with a girl that was just fucking other dudes. And then I'm like, what are we going to do? We're going to, you know, we've split all the bills together and then we're going to have lasagna together after you just got railed. <laughs> well, the night? thing is, I mean, all right. Well, if you, th- if you put it that way, if, if she's like, it's constant thing, like yeah. it's like the second you walk out, there's another dude walking in, like you're high fiving yeah. on the way out and in. Shift change. That's a True. thing. Yeah, exactly. It's shift change. But I'm saying is like, all right, if it's, it happens every once in a while, as long as it's not like, oh, hey, we said we we're going to watch that movie, but oh, you, you yes. got to fuck the UPS guy so we can't huh. go watch the movie. That's going to be a problem. Yeah. yeah. But otherwise, I, yeah, but again, it's one of those things where like I, even, I say all the time, like I'm not really afraid of snakes, but I've never really been in front of a snake. So if you put a snake in front of me, I might be like, holy shit. 
So I'm like, I'm talking like, ah, I'd be cool with it. But if it actually happened, yeah, I'd if be it's like, real world, it's your exactly. life. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It depends on like, I'm in love with this girl. I don't know. My old fashioned in that way. But if it's a girl I'm just hooking up with, like, whatever, oh, yeah. we're just casually dating. Go for it. The problem with that, though, is like, are you both on the same page or like, oh, yes. are you? yeah, that's another can of worms. We're going to move on to our next story. All right. Paul. Next story, the headline is Iowa man calls in bomb threat because he didn't get sauce for chicken McNuggets. Relatable. Yep, this source is the Huffington Post. And Bobby, you can start us off on this one. It seems like five times a day, somebody is calling 911 over a fast food restaurant situation. Yeah, even last season we did a, what is it, the uh, woman assumed her ultimate form. She went Super (laughs) Saiyan. She went Super Saiyan because... Over the Burger King window and try to climb into it. Yeah, this is not an uncommon thing. <laughs> this is as, as an everyday story as a school shooting at this I point. I will say that shit doesn't happen at Chick-fil-A. You know, love them or hate them. That doesn't happen there. <laughs> That's right, because they have the Lord on their side. <laughs> All right, Bobby, you can tell me. Police say an Iowa man attempted to get revenge on his local McDonald's after he was shafted out of sauce for his chicken McNuggets. But things blew up in his face. Ankeny police arrested Robert Golwitzer Jr. on Saturday night after he allegedly threatened to blow up the restaurant and punch an employee over missing condiments. Yep. Like you said, Bobby, it's not an uncommon thing. People get very angry about missing. I mean, I will say I also get very upset when I ask for shit and then I get home and I don't have the shit that I ordered. I never thought about taking it to this extent, but it is aggravating. Yeah. I mean, how do you feel about this, Paul? Yeah, I mean, I don't. This guy, I think of like, was he drunk? Because I made a by prank called nine one one back in the day, <laughs> you know, really? and uh, I was drunk. So is, Did you? This is totally understandable for you. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, you know, this is fucking nuts. Though. I would like to know if he's drunk, what the story is, what led up to it, but I don't know. I, so you he, have some compassion for this person's uh, <laughs> plight here. If he's drunk, okay, then it sort of makes sense. Okay, if he's sober, no. It's out of his fucking mind. What do you mind. think, Ian? I think it's possible that he has mastered a life hack where he, at some point in the past, called in a bomb threat, and that fixed the broken ice cream machine. <laughs> so he's just... He just does that every single yeah, time Yeah, dude, he's now. just trying to lean into that shit, so... He got cocky. He, yeah. like, it worked several times before, yeah. and now he's like, ah, oh, fuck. But this time, he took it too far. Dude, I, rem- yeah. I remember back in the day, there were a couple of times where we got sent home from school because there was a bomb threat. And then years later, oh. yeah, years later, my friend was just like, yeah, that was me. <laughs> I, yeah, that sounds like something Paul Hooper would have done. I, I do remember <laughs> when I was in community college, there were a couple of times where we had to evacuate. And yeah, it was like a bomb threat. And you knew it was not. Who the fuck is trying to bomb Catawba Community College in Hickory, North yeah. Carolina? Like, I don't think that's on the fucking Al-Qaeda radar. We had that at the comedy club when I first started. Like, oh, really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Was not me. Was not me. And then I was working the front desk the first year I started comedy. It was a sold out show and we had to evacuate the whole building. Oh, and it took about an hour or two. Then they did the show again. But they had to evacuate like three hundred people. I remember standing oh, in the parking Lord. lot. So they, I don't think they ever found out. That was I the, thought I thought they just always called the bomb threat when you were about to perform. Oh boy. Here we are. <laughs> Have a good night. There it is. It's Paul, you don't eat bombs. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> I see what you did there. Oh, boy. It's very true. Oh, boy. Come on now. I'm just, I'm just messing with you, Paul. You're just ripping. I know. I'm just, you know, it's a good times. I know. You're fired up on Pinot Grigio over there. The box <laughs> wine. He's got the box wine. I had the box wine. He's out of hand. Yeah, I got a nice glass. I fucking decanted it and shit. All right, Ian, you can do this next one. All right. 
Investigators told the station that the 42-year-old suspect called the fast food chain after discovering his order was incorrect. After police contacted Goldwitzer, the sauce-craving suspect admitted to making the threat. Authorities arrested Goldwitzer Saturday night and charged him with a felony charge of making a false report of explosive or incendiary device. I ran into this a lot when I ordered from Taco Bell. They would fuck my shit up so much. And I actually called because I, I had nothing better to do. So I would call this line. and like, hey, my order is wrong. And they would send me coupons for like a free burrito or some shit. But it was happening so many times that at the last time that I did it, I was like, don't even send me a coupon. I just want to tell you these fuckers never get this shit right. Yeah. But the other part of it is, and uh, I, you know, I'm hesitating to say it because it is kind of like biting off of a comedian. And I don't remember what comedian it was that said it, but it's true where like everything that they sell at Taco Bell is just a rearranging of the same ingredients. Jim Gaffigan. Yes, yes. yes. Did Jim Gaffigan Jim do that? Gaffigan, okay. yeah, it's all the same. So basically, if you order a, a enchurrito, but you got a chalupa, it's just like, I just put the fucking things in the different place. Different order, yeah, stack it differently, and there you are. Yeah, yeah it is all the same. But it is annoying when you fucking order. So like, Paul, what would you think is a proper punishment when you don't get the right order, when you do fast food? Well, you don't really do fast food that much anymore. But when Not you much. To- I still hit a Chick-fil-A and uh, mm-hmm. Wendy's. Uh-huh. Full reimbursement. Full reimbursement. Full reimbursement. You fuck it up. You fucked it up. You you missed something. You yes. didn't. How about if they give you an extra chicken nugget? I'll admit, there's been a few times I have not. Well, they should get the- fired for that because shortchanging you fair game. <laughs> yeah, right. If they, they give you extra, then they you know. count the chicken nuggets at the end of the night. Yeah, if you have one extra, yeah, <laughs> they chop a hand off. Do you complain at all, Paul, or do you just like? Yeah, I complain. How do you do? <laughs> Like, how do you go about it's it? It's like you left it. I'll circle back around if there's not. Any, I check the bag before I pull off because I don't trust human oh, beings. Oh, before you even drive off. You I start. mean, I'm doing I pull up out off the window so I don't uh-huh. hold up other human oh, right, beings. Right, right. But I pull right up and then I check it. I turn the light on in the fucking car and I look oh, through yeah. it and I open the bag. But in Taco Bell, it makes it a mess because you open up tacos. Shit yes. starts spilling. Yeah. But I still do it. And I stick my finger into the taco to see. I sanitize my hands first. Of course you and do. And I check to see if, because I get chicken soft tacos, and I don't do shredded at Taco Bell. I want the grilled. Uh, they try to fuck it to the shredded shit on there. So I make sure I can feel a chunk of chicken. And if it's not, I circle back around. And, and you I wait. the whole thing. And you wait in line. I'll wait again. I'll wait. And, no what, how long and it takes. when you get up there. I'm just like, I ordered grilled instead of shredded. They got it wrong. It's wrong. See, this is another thing, too, though, is because I told one of my friends once that I was doing that back when I was dealing with all this I, took, I call it my Taco Bell era. I define my <laughs> eras through uh, this Taco Bell era. <laughs> and so they were like, really, you do that? And they send you free coupons? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I saw them like a few weeks later, and they were like, oh, dude, I want a Taco Bell. I told them no lettuce on my taco. They put lettuce on that. So I got a complaint. And I'm like, dude, you can just take the lettuce off. Yeah. Like, I don't think that's a valid complaint. Like, no. if they give you something that you didn't order that you can just take off, well, just fucking take it off. If I ordered something you didn't give it to me, I can't magically make it appear on my burrito. Yeah. Yeah, lettuce you can take off. I've lost my shit. Not lost my shit like this dude, but I've lost over sour cream because that's corrupted the whole meal. There you go. Yeah. I said no sour cream. Now it's ruined everything. Yeah. 
Yeah, that, that's true. You can't get the can't sour take cream. Off yeah, exactly. You can't get it off. Right. Or blue cheese on anything. I lose my mind. Our friend Julian back in the day had an issue. Julian called me fat. Oh, yeah, he did. He was hurtful towards you on Instagram. <laughs> I hope this is a bad anecdote about Julian. I don't know. You tell me. But okay. he went to Starbucks, and I don't know if they screwed up his order to Starbucks over and over again in the drive-thru, but one day they made his drink, and they'd given it to him, and he's like, this is not right. He's at the drive-thru, so he puts it back on the window there. And I don't know if the employee's giving him attitude or something. He's pretty fed up. But Julian doesn't take a lot of shit from people. <laughs> yeah. So sure. the, the employee walked away from the window, and then the drink was just sitting there. And Julian was so fed up, he just pushed the drink off the ledge onto oh, their floor damn. and drove away. Holy and he said they were screaming shit. as he drove away. And he was banned. Wow. I guess he couldn't go back for a while. <laughs> oh like, he said he pushed it slow. I think the employee saw him doing it, had turned around, and he was slowly pushing it. Just like off a cliff, like fuck you. Was this in Salisbury? <laughs> it was in Salisbury, North Carolina. He was banned from that Starbucks. I was for... about to say, it was like, okay, if you did this in Chicago, it's like, what are the odds? You got a bit banned in every fucking Starbucks. Salisbury. They knew him. They know yeah, who they you are. Him. One Starbucks in that town. Yes. Think about this. Th his name, Robert Goldwood Weitzer or whatever, Jr. Yeah, yeah. I am fascinated on a deeper level of like, at some point, his father named the baby after himself. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and this is where the kid ended up, forty-two <laughs> years later, of just losing his shit at a McDonald's. That's a fascinating story to me. Of like, yeah, did he come from loving parents? Like the thing about comics: did you come from a dysfunctional or abusive home or a loving home? Forty-two years later, and now this. What yeah. the fuck? This guy, yeah, absolutely. His father named him after himself because he thought, like, I've achieved this much. And he's going to take it to the next level. Carry on my name. It just says something when you name your kid after you. Like, I want this. You have expectations. Yes. And for his whole life, it's just going to be this story and the obituary. That's the only two times he's ever going <laughs> to get mentioned. Oh, oh, shit, that's all that's going to show up. Yeah. yeah. There's no Robert Goldweitzer the third. Yes. At all. <laughs> well, what I was going to say, the one time that I took this to an extreme, though, is when one time I ordered, I, when I worked at a bank, I got food in the morning to eat for lunch before I got to work. So I got it, put it in the fridge to eat at lunch. It was McDonald's. And then uh, when I went to it, the fries were undercooked. Like you can tell when fries are undercooked. They suck. They suck. So, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, this shit sucks. So I fucking held on to those till my, my ship wasn't over for another six hours, but I held on to these fuckers <laughs> and I, I drove back to the McDonald's. I'm like, look, I got these, 14 hours ago and they were not cooked well enough and they gave me another set of fries Dude, so was this back in your taco bell epoch or is this a different a little bit afterwards, <laughs> well, afterwards this was the next era yeah, yeah this was the mcdonald's okay. period <laughs> all right so let's close out this story according to the huffington post people have made some really bizarre bogus bomb threats before for instance in january 2019 a 23-year-old college student in Rennes, france called in a fake bomb threat so he wouldn't have to see his parents. Oh. Apparently, it's like a go-to for a lot of people, for the most mundane shit. Yeah, yeah. In November 2018, a New Orleans man accused of threatening to blow up a local restaurant told police he was referring to a <laughs> bowel movement. <laughs> ah, he was going to blow it that's up. A good, that's a good move. Yeah, right? Oh, man. Part. If somebody overheard <laughs> the wrong conversation, that could be misinterpreted. Yes. And then finally, and in early 2006, a drunken jackass called in a bomb threat at a bar in Charlotte, North oh. Carolina, and then just stood there waiting for the cops to show up like a jackass. 
<laughs> that guy's name was Paul Hooper. That's a lot of misinformation. Now, how in that is that? Sentence. What is misinformation in that, Paul? I, I prank called nine one one, but the whole everything else is allegedly, or I don't remember allegedly, it. I don't that, remember it. <laughs> so because you don't remember it, it doesn't happen. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. No one else. I got a misdemeanor, misuse of nine one one, and that was it. That's all you got That's out of all that. I got. A misdemeanor. Well, because they realized they were wrong. <laughs> they took an innocent man in. Did you get an apology after all that <laughs> happened, Paul? We still have to give you a misdemeanor. It's like a cop. We got to give you a turn signal ticket. But Is it not true that you stood there like a jackass waiting for the <laughs> cops to show up after you called I, the It was bomb? like a standoff. I was like, dare, like, I was standing there like, I don't care. Take me in, you know? Yeah, I like think. a jackass. Like a jackass. I'm sorry if you want to say jackass. Yeah. You got to own this jackassery. Like a fucking jackass. What exactly is the backstory on this, Paul? Because I know you guys know it, but I'm, I'm a layman here. So br break it down for me. So what was the... Uh... The statute of limitations is passed. It's so. such a long story, but it's the last time I ever drank. It was May of 2006. So let's get to the minute gritty. Why were you kicked out of the bar? Honestly, oh, because I was kicked out of the bar for... That's hazy too, but I think I was taking other people's <laughs> shots. Like I remember there were two big guys that ordered shots next to us, and I'm like, they, the bartender put them down, and I just took them because I'm like, I want that drink. <laughs> and everybody was making enemies fast. The bouncer hated me. Those guys hated me. It was always bigger dude. I like big dudes. I never really cared. I, it made me laugh harder. And then uh, so I just took everything. And then I was just being loud. And, I don't know. They kicked me out. You know, for just being a problem, a nuisance. <laughs> and then they left me out there, and I, I guess I was on my cell phone. And then I still, in hindsight, I'll take the blame for this, but at some point, I mean, it's, some of the story doesn't add up, so I still think maybe I handed my phone to someone else, and they said it. I don't know. <laughs> so it's a conspiracy theory that you've built around this? I don't know, because it doesn't make any sense. None of it makes sense, and I have no memory of it, right? <laughs> yeah. And then Julian, our friend from Starbucks. Uh, of course said he tried to get the 911 tape for years and that he said they, they finally got back to him and we're like we delete it if we're not using it if it's not like an ongoing case or this thing is all right it's been settled so we delete those yeah because he was going to surprise me with it and i'm like i don't want to hear the fucking <laughs> demon that was on the phone that night so apparently you can't get 911 tapes just by saying it's really funny can i have a copy of it <laughs> yeah, that's right that's not that good enough hold up in court or something <laughs> All right, guys, it's time for our next segment, our main segment of the podcast, actually. In Decorous Deep Dive, we build this show as an educational comedy podcast. We often fall short of the latter, but we always deliver on the former. This week's Deep Dive was written by Ian, so it's an actual deep dive. <laughs> Not a shallow snorkel. You didn't just Google some shit, man? I didn't just get a BuzzFeed list. Deep yes. diving this time. Then how do our most of our corrections come from Ian, all right? Nobody oh, shit. All right. Well, <laughs> this is uh, very. This is why I'm trying to start a podcast with Paul, because you guys cannot get along. <laughs> Every day we have to make decisions about what shit is safe to put into our mouths, from drinking snake oil to eating asbestos. Our standards for what is safe have come a long way over the years. For the last 120 there has been one government agency in charge of determining what is wholesome and healthy for our bodies. And as we will learn, the rotating door between regulators and lobbyists may just be pure coincidence. This is the dark history of the FDA, which I believe is the Federal Department of Agriculture. Food and uh, Drug Administration. God uh, almighty. Close, close. <laughs> was that an intentional mistake? That was crazy. You'll never know. Flagrant. We'll never know. Bobby, <laughs> you can start us off. 
the FDA origins can be traced back to a ragtag group of volunteers deliberately eating poison. The leader of the group was the chief chemist of the Bureau of Chemistry, Dr. Harvey Wiley. He started this journey by first poisoning and killing dogs with everyday food additives. He used this research to get funding to hire a group of desperate human lab rats in 1902. Wiley referred to the project as the Hygienic Table Trials, but when the media caught wind of the story, they coined this group the Poison Squad. Yeah, dude. I mean, start by killing dogs, and I mean, you never know. You can dream some big dreams, and you never know what's around the corner. That Poison Squad seems more like a marketing name to me. Like yeah, you could name a movie Poison Squad. It could be a group of teenage girls with superpowers. Yeah, that's right. The Poison Squad. How would you test it any other way back in the day, though? In 1902, how are you going to fucking test it? Th- that's the thing, dude. Is like I, I feel bad because I love dogs, but I agree with you that how else do you test shit, dude? In 1902. Unless you just straight up. I mean, I guess Hitler eventually solved it with you just do it on Jews. But that's uncouth. So what other alternative would you have? I mean, there's some primates that are lower life forms between Jews and dogs, right? What I mean, monkeys, apes. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be as bad as like fucking you're just killing apes? Uh, I mean, you know, tomato, tomato. Depends on where your moral compass uh, is at. What, are they te- what animals do they test shit on now? Is that all been banned? Like current, they still test through animal testing, I guess right? like rats and like little mice and shit usually. But not chimps anymore, right? But in our lifetime, they were doing chimps, right? Yeah, yeah. Project dude. X. I remember watching that as a what child, and I That's cried. Uh, Wolverine, Project X. I know. I think it was Matthew Broderick. Remember oh this? God. No, I don't remember that. Matthew Broderick was killing apes. I, I think, and he tried to free the chimps. I don't remember how the story went. It's nineteen eighty something. Oh but my God! In our lifetime, is this when you were uh, campaigning for Oliver North? That's when I had my Oliver North for president T-shirt. For president T-shirt. <laughs> so that makes sense because I was in Myrtle Beach, a vacation <laughs> with some conservative family members in Myrtle Beach. But no, it is, I, like, I feel because I love animals. I love all animals, basically, except, except mosquitoes. I don't care for mosquitoes. I don't but, see what their value is. I don't care for them. But otherwise, I'm all for it. But again, it's like, well, what's the alternative? So we just fucking throw this into humans and see if some die and some don't die? I don't know. Well, anyway, I'll, I'll tell you more. So uh, yeah. while one may assume the poison squad would accept anyone, they had one very specific requirement to join. Dr. Wiley was an outspoken misogynist, prone to referring to women as savages, claiming that they lacked the brain capacity of men. So the Poison Squad was a dicks-only club. I've heard Carlos say that. Yeah, I don't see. So what is the problem here? (laughs) You said that on stage last week. So this guy was enlightened beyond his time, is what we're trying to say. (laughs) That women were indeed the weaker vessel. So he came to that conclusion. I mean, honestly, if this is the way this dude was, then we're just fucking lucky that he didn't try this shit out on women. Yes, as opposed to dogs. In 1902, though, if you go, we're not going to do a test group on anything, and you're like, we're just going to put it in the food. People are going to die either way, right? Yeah. Yeah. Either way, in 1902, there's no technology, so it's sort of like, fuck it. Yeah. Someone's going to die. We can put this on the market, and you'll probably die, and or we're going to have this group of people. I don't know. It's terrible. He sounds like a piece of shit. Well, but. yeah, but I mean, I think you bring up a great point where even, and also who's looking out for consumer safety in 1902? Yeah, dude, there was like zero. zero. Nothing. Nobody There's would no care. machine to check anything. Someone has to put it in their mouth and try yeah, it. This is like pre-muckraking and stuff. Yeah, this, this is pre-Yelp. Yeah, this is back whenever they gave heroin to babies to shut them the fuck up. I mean, yeah, it was yeah. it was a fun time. Well, I mean, and this goes to the next thing here, was a wild ride in the early 1900s. Bitter beer was commonly laced with strychnine. Formaldehyde was commonly used to kick food up a notch. 
Morphine was commonly put in kids' food to shut them the fuck up. And borax was used to keep rotten meat testing fresh. The Poison Squad had their work cut out for them. So that borax one's pretty fun. It's apparently like this, it's like soap kind of. If you put it in uh, rotten meat, it would change the color and composition so it would look nice and uh, red and pretty. I see. So all this brown, disgusting rotten meat with maggots, they would just borax that <laughs> shit up and none is the wiser. I mean, I've even heard that like meat is not actually supposed to look red and pink. Like Now they look- still inject it with something, right? Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Like it's supposed to look like brownish. Yeah, yeah. But right. because we've gotten so used to the color, they inject it with some weird shit. I'm sure they're doing the same shit now, but it's not borax that right. can possibly kill right. you. Right, right, right. It's something like a podcast 50 years from now is going to make fun of us for eating that shit. And so then the fucking FDA just came in and took away all the borax jobs? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. With, the, with these job-killing regulations. Exactly. But that's it. Yeah, exactly. That's it. And actually, that's something that I was going to say earlier is just like people always complain about the government getting too involved in shit. And I'm like, all right, you got some point, but you got to get them involved at some level because otherwise yeah. this is the fucking shit these companies are going to do. I'll do this next one. That group had an uphill battle because for the food lobby poison. Wait, I'm going to have to start. Are you OK? Whole, I've been drinking a lot of boxed wine. Wow, that went off the rails fast. You're, he's had the boxed wine. Well, I'm his... thinking of calling a bomb threat on this podcast. <laughs> this guy. The group had an uphill battle because for the food lobby, poison meant more profit. It should have had a comma, a comma there. That's not your fault. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, no. He's fucking shitting on your script here. I don't know about that. Because for the food lobby, comma, poison meant more profit. <laughs> We had Lib here. It's an improv podcast, Paul. Uh, it's a mess. Yeah, that's why everybody hates it. I love it. But. Copper sulfate, for example, was used by food producers to turn canned peas a bright, happy shade of green, but it also caused diarrhea, vomiting, liver damage, kidney damage, brain damage, and jaundice. Well, this just sounds like Bobby right now, to be honest. <laughs> we, we had any peas lately? Today, it's commonly used as a pesticide. Borax, while toxic itself, was commonly used to preserve rotten meat that oftentimes caused death. But the Poison Squad fought the good fight and eventually got all these everyday poisonous foods additives banned. This led to the creation of the FDA. All right. Yeah, bro. So a bunch of fucking lab rats doing the good work, taking one for the team, eating poison. A couple of them may or may not have died, but at the end of the day, we got the FDA from it. Uh, yeah. I don't know. This sounds terrible. But you really, in that year, is there any other way? That, yeah, I mean, you're right. And for thousands of years, humans, if you like the first people like eating berries, you just got to yeah. fucking go for it. Yeah. And then the dude dies and you're like, we don't eat that colored berry anymore because he fucking died. And then that's just been that. People trying it and they're like, oh, God. And now we're in this age of technology or whatever so we can test shit without killing people but it's like nowadays we'd have poison berry challenge or some shit (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, dude on tiktok people are doing this shit where they're eating toxic stuff to get lols yeah i I feel i feel that way about mushrooms just in general like they have books where like all right look does your mushroom look like this then you can eat it or you can't eat it. I'm like, how about I just don't fucking eat that fucking fungus that just grew off the ground and not take that fucking chance yeah. But I mean, I, yeah, I agree with Paul here. It's just like people had to die in order for us to find out what kills you and what doesn't kill you. Yep. They're for, for sure going to die either way. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know what? And we've talked about this on the podcast not too long ago. 
your life was so shitty back in those days that you might have welcomed death at that point. It's like, oh, if I eat this shitty thing, it kills me, so I don't have to go to the sweatshop and work 17 hours tomorrow. Yeah. Well, then that's, you know, it's worth it. Awful life. All right, Bobby, you can do uh, the next one. Well, the FDA may have started off as good guys. They've had their share of colossal failures, too. On the food side of the spectrum, they approved flame retardants, such as brominated vegetable oil, BVO, which is in Mountain Dew to kick up the citrus flavor. Other countries have banned BVOs in food and only use them to prevent fire. This chemical has been linked to endocrine problems, reproductive problems, and for Mountain Dew drinkers, Florida man type behavior. (laughs) I think it was California specifically that took the flame retardant thing just a step too far, and now it's, it's just in everything. Like, it has to be in every piece of furniture by law. Like it's my understanding that the flame retardant lobby is very powerful. And Bobby, I I hate to stop you here, but we established that we don't use that word uh, (laughs) retardant on this podcast. Oh yeah. 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 That's right. Flame challenged. But yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, but I mean, I hear what you're saying. It's like, so they're going overboard with the shit. Well, so what it is, is they're like, we got to soak all of your furniture in this. You need to be sleeping on this stuff at night. You need to be sitting on it during the day. So we're going to give you cancer because we don't want you to burn in a fire. And it doesn't even work. And apparently it doesn't even really work. So they're just exposing people unnecessarily to all these dangerous chemicals. But as long as someone's making money, the math checks out to me. I mean, <laughs> right. last time yeah. I checked, this is a exactly. free country. Yeah, what kind of what kind of cash are we talking about? You know, that's what it comes down with human beings. Why did this happen? Because humans had a money making scheme. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. the fucking root of everything with fucking human beings. Well, that's why we had asbestos for as long as we had asbestos. Is because they're like, oh, this thing, it can, uh, it's an insulator, it's uh, it's fire retard uh, the challenge. Yep. And so we used it for years. It yeah. took like massive scientific investigators like, no, this shit's causing mesothelioma. So we got to, st- it takes that level to fucking get people to stop using something that's profitable. Yeah, dude. Ian, you can do this next one. All right. Partially hydrogenated oils or trans fats are linked to heart disease and banned in most countries, but they are highly profitable and the food lobby is incredibly strong. Olein or Olestra is a toxic oil that inhibits our body's ability to absorb the essential vitamins, and as a fun side effect, it commonly gives you the shits. <laughs> but when it first came out, potato chip companies were excited to market it because it was cheaper and technically had less calories. After countless diarrhea horror stories spread, most companies stopped using it. Do you guys remember this? Yeah, it was, yeah. I've heard of it. Sort of, yeah. It was all over those potato chips back in like the late 90s, early 2000s. I'm only 30, yeah. so like I've heard it in history books. Like 50% less calories with Olestra. Right. Right. And I mean, that shit was seriously fucking, I mean, you would just be farting for fucking two days straight on that. Fucking terrible. I Yeah, I barely remember it again because I'm so young. But otherwise, I do relate to this because we still have it now where it's like all the sugar substitutes. Yes. Aspartame and all that shit. All that shit. I can't do diet shit. It's supposed to be just as bad for you. Oh, yeah, definitely. Is it? Yeah, now that I'm trying to get healthy, you figure out all that shit's bad. Your body treats it sort of the same way. Yeah, I've heard that um, if you give your body too much of, like two or three diet sodas a day is enough to change the uh, composition of your bacteria and make them turn like rabid and crazy and start attacking your gutty works and oh, shit. Oh my God. Yeah. Do you know that, say why. And I think like these nicotine lozenges that I'm uh-huh. on. Yeah, yeah. So it's like nicotine, 
but it also has aspartame to sweeten it like a mint. Oh, wow. And I'm like addicted to these fucking things. And I'm like, I don't even know if it's the nicotine anymore. It's probably the sweetener in it, right? Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Now that I try to get healthier, eat healthy, I didn't realize for the longest time, for like 20 years, not, even when I quit drinking, I just shit weird. Really? Because I ate fast food all the time. Oh, yeah. And then when I try to eat healthy the last two years, it's amazing how regular it is. But it's so hard to find those foods to where I'm just like, oh, it comes out in one solid turd once a day. I'm done. And it's not a painful experience. Well, I remember because, I mean, Paul, we go back 30, 40 years. So easily, easily. Yeah, easily. And I remember back in the vaudeville days, you had a bit about having to give yourself an enema. I did that. It was terrible, terrible, terrible. It, I mean, it, it sounded terrible at the time. Excruciating, yes. Excruciating. And I never experienced that till like maybe a year ago. You got constipated? I, I, yes. You should have called me. I texted you, never heard back, but yeah, that's a story for a different day. Okay, well, I'm sorry. But it was very, I was like, oh, this is what Paul is talking about. It's like, you, you're telling me the poop is in there, but it won't come out. It's too hard. I thought, like, I might have to go to the yes. hospital. It's a real problem. But now you're saying it just slides right back It out. comes out like it's supposed to come out if you eat the right foods, but it's hard to find those foods. So, yeah, I changed my diet. You eat more fiber, and then it just comes out once a day, and it's not all these people shitting. If you're not supposed to shit four or five times a day. All right, Bobby, you can do this next one. On the drug side of the spectrum, the FDA is fucked up, too. In the 1960s, they approved DES, a synthetic form of estrogen, on the claim it could prevent spontaneous abortions. But instead, it just gave women vaginal cancer and babies' birth defects. Whoops. <laughs> uh, quaaludes were marketed as a sedative and a sleeping aid between 1962 and 1985. But they actually caused mania, seizing, convulsing, vomiting, and sometimes even death. Naturally, these were a big hit with the kids, as this was the number one street drug in the 1970s and early 80s. Yeah, well, if you didn't have cocaine. Did you guys ever see The Wolf of Wall Street? Yes. Yeah. This, this drug was prominently featured in that. So they were um, showing how Leonardo DiCaprio's character was a big fan. And, of course, the famous scene where he's just crawling, basically just having seizures and can't fucking move because he, he scored some quaaludes that were 10, 20 years old at the time. Oh, really? See, that's a, I haven't seen that movie, but I saw, I think they featured them in Almost Famous and like other movies. Oh, yeah, sure. People are getting high into 70s and yeah, shit. Dude. And it almost makes me wonder, like, okay, well, what's the deal with these fucking shit? Like, now I want to fucking do them, now that it's not available. Yeah, and the FDA was just basically picking up the phone. They're like, another person died from quaaludes. Okay, well, we'll write it down. I mean, it must have took thousands of these kids just dying before they were like, you know, maybe we should ban this shit. I, well, I mean, wasn't it a thing, like, in the 50s and shit, where housewives are getting just doping themselves up oh dude of course opiums or whatever the fuck. oh yeah and that's oh, how yeah. they dealt with their fucking husbands beating them every other day yeah yeah here's a bunch of drugs there's nothing wrong with him problems on you yeah 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 every generation has some new drug right but right it's what was that thing they used to take what was that jack kerouac and those guys would take bennies or something benzedrine pills like speed yeah, yeah. where were they taking in the 50s oh, yeah. or something like that right I don't know exactly what they were taking, but yeah, it was like, what it's banned now, but they were taking it back then. And there's probably shit that we take now Yeah, that will be banned eventually. But of course, weed has been uh, banned for 100 years. Well, you know, probably, I guess the FDA can't fix fentanyl, right? <laughs> that's right. I guess that's... Yeah, that's right. 
I'll do this last one. In 1992, the FDA and United States Department of Agriculture, see, I told you guys, told you guys it was coming, (laughs) came up with the now infamous food pyramid that basically told you to eat a shitload of refined carbohydrates and a little bit of vegetables and fruits to avoid fats at all costs. Ironically, anyone following the food pyramid got fat and unhealthy. Do you guys remember this? I don't yeah. remember this, but I know this now because I've been Googling this stuff. Dude, the food pyramid's like this. The way the pyramid looked, the bottom level was like, you need to have grains, cereal, rice, pasta, potatoes, 11 servings a day. And then the next <laughs> tier was like, you can have all the fruit you want, strawberries, bananas, all this bullshit that's sugary. And then a little bit of vegetables, like two or three green beans, and you're good to go. And that was the food pyramid. And that's, and that's, that's the way it looked. It's the worst thing ever. And I remember, like, you know, my, my parents back in the day would say, Look at this pasta we've got. See what this says? Zero fat. And they would just sit there and just cook like these giant plates of pasta. I can have 11 servings of this. And I'm like, look at my yeah. parents just getting fat as fuck. And I'm like, dude, this shit's wrong. Somehow this is not making sense. I hear you. But I also don't, I mean, not that I'm a fucking chemist, but like I've seen also shits where it's just like, this is 5,000% fat. But no carbs. They're like, that can't be good for you either, yeah. right? There's got to be some sort of balance. Not somewhere. that much fat. But they don't think fat is that big of a deal now. Like, you know, protein and fat, you can have more fat. Than, yeah. You know, carbs are seen to be yeah. an unrefined or uh, refined carbs. Yeah, fat's back in vogue and carbs are the bad guy these days. Unrefined carbs are still okay in small what doses. Is that? I don't even know what the difference is. Refined, that means they've tinkered and tampered with it. I oh. assume. It's like so, white rice versus brown rice, you know? Yeah, oh. things like that. A potato or a sweet potato or something like that. Quinoa versus some other French fries and shit like that. Yeah, dude. Okay. Well, I've known Paul for 15 years. Obviously, he's never cared about fat. Let me tell you something. What did your doctor tell you? Remember this? Can I put this on the podcast? He said, uh, yes. cut the starches. I have no secrets. And then Carlos was like, I don't know what a starch is. I didn't know what. I still don't really know it's what almost, starch is. You have a learning disability. To what level, I don't know. But You're exposing know. your ableist comedy to the podcast. Thank you for that, Paul. <laughs> I'll do this last paragraph. Just this week, and this is really just this week? Yeah, dude, this came out like literally last week. Just this week, and it's going to be a few weeks before we air this, but this month, a federal appeals court in Washington, D.C. overturned the U.S. Food and Drug Administration's federal ban on the use of electric shock devices on people with mental disabilities. Hey, good news for you, Paul. Mm. Depending on your moral compass, some would say that the FDA had this one wrong and that for-profit companies had a God-given right to shock mentally handicapped people against their will as long as someone is willing to pay for it. Yeah, dude. Last time I checked, uh, that's crazy. this was capitalism, right? So what you're saying is it was banned, but enough companies that do this lobbied for getting it back. Yeah, it was basically like the Food and Drug Administration had banned this particular use case, but the companies administering said shock treatments to the mentally disabled lobbied and got this case took it up to a federal pills court and the court sided with the electric shock devices company and said, go go shock those silly butt dudes or whatever. Okay. That's crazy. I'm very biased right now because I just watched for the first time in 20 years, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I've never seen it. You really? Never That's seen a good it. movie. I you should see it. see it. Yeah. A Stanhope has a cameo. They just it. outlawed this. That's just now. That's just current. Yeah, yeah. No, well, they re-inlawed it. Yeah, they, they re-inlawed it because it was, it was, it was outlawed. outlawed. If someone was like IQ below 70, you couldn't shock them. And now they're like, go for it, bro. That shit might work oh, after all. You can do it again. How does this, how do they cover this? Food and drugs. How does electroshock fall under there? 
I mean, it does seem like it should be all their scoop, but I mean... Ian wrote this. It sounds to me more like Ian has some kind of vested investment on uh, electroshocking people, and that's why he put it in. Yeah, so it's legal again, is what you're saying to me. I guess it, maybe in the drug space of it. That's yeah, it could it, be in the drug okay. space. I mean, there's a little bit of a gray area between like medical practice treatment and and actual drugs. I just it doesn't make any sense to me. You're like, oh, let me send some electricity through your brain, and you know, hopefully it works out. You're stupid. What could go wrong? Maybe you'll get smarter, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like, all right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You're already fucking retard. Yeah. How this much more wild. retard can you get? Yeah. You can say retard, but you can't say flame retard. Uh, don't say, Jesus Christ, Paul. You already knew we couldn't say that. I know. I didn't mean to say that. I'm just trying <laughs> uh, to get it clear. Lord, right. I know I'm learning late in the game can here, we but just, I didn't know. How, long, how many beeps can we fucking do on one dude. podcast? I don't know. I should have known that. I didn't know you were going to be on the boxed wine. Let's just get to the last segment of the podcast. Indecorous laws. Every week or whenever we feel like it, we highlight some of the oddest laws in different states of the United States of America. Most of these were real laws, at least at some point. Some of them have since been repealed, and others are sadly still on the books. One of them may be unverified, but I'm pretty sure I verified most of these. This is New York State. We do in New York State. Bobby, you can tell us this first law. It is illegal to wear a mask in public or to be in any manner disguised by unusual or unnatural attire or facial alteration with a group of people unless it's at a masquerade type event. Yeah, I think they had to uh, update this shit when COVID happened. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. otherwise they yeah. would have just been... Right, yeah. They, I like how like they, they might as well have just said, I mean, prior to COVID, they're like... Look, guys, only rich people are allowed to wear masks. <laughs> yeah, sure. Only millionaires doing orgies can wear a fucking mask. It seems like this discriminates against Butterfaces, right? Because they're, they're the ones most likely to go out with some sort of a cosplay to try to conceal the butteriness of it all. You know? That is one thing that I will miss. Uh, even though like, I, there are several times that I didn't wear a mask, but it was just because I would forget it in my car. But I don't mind the whole mask thing. I never I had a problem with it. No. Yeah, I never really yeah. did. I don't like. And it helps me, uh, we might have talked about this before, Paul, but when I go on the road and I can't recognize people, it gives me an excuse to not to recognize people. Like, yes. I, like I met them years ago and I've seen them again for the first time in four years. And they're like, hey, Carlos. And I'm like, ah, what's up, Ooh. man? But it sounds awkward if I'm seeing it. But if they have a mask, then yeah, I can be It helps like, you cut you on the mindless oh, chit chat. Yeah. It does help. I never had a problem with it. I think people were whining a lot about that with like, or I would think they need to go have a full physical if you have that much trouble breathing in a mask. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, me too. I mean, there are people with asthma, but not that many people fucking have respiratory problems. I've always been kind of jealous of women being able to wear burkas and hijabs and stuff. <laughs> well, you and me both, bro. And people complain, like, oh, you know, it's the government trying to take over, bro. Masks is just like, really? That's what the government has always wanted to do? Just put a mask on you? That's how they fucking, they're going to control yeah. you by putting a... Yeah, they're muzzling me and taking away my rights. I think, if anything, what they want is all, they have all these, especially in New York City, they have all the cameras and shit. They want to recognize your face. You put a mask on, yes. that's going to throw a wrinkle into their whole tracking you. Sure will. Yep. Yeah. All right. Ian, you can do this next one. In New York City, you cannot turn right on a red light. That's a good law. It, yeah. You think that's a good law? Absolutely, 100%. I know why it makes sense. There's too many pedestrians. You can't do it. Yeah. In yeah. New York City. Yeah. In New York City. It doesn't make sense. In Charlotte, Cleveland, whatever. But I'm sure there's a couple of cities that probably should have this. But there's so many pedestrians and other kinds of vehicles at every crosswalk. Everyone's walking. You can't do it. And animals. Pedestrians, animals, vehicles. Everything. All the, it's all kinds of shit. 
you're just going to have aggressive drivers. Like if they think that they're entitled to be able to turn right on red. Yeah. You're going to see, you're going to see a spike in pedestrian deaths for sure. I mean, they're already doing it anyway. I mean, how many pedestrians get killed every year in New York city? I don't know the stat, but it would be fucking insane because there's people on bikes. There's people on mopeds. There's fucking rickshaws. There's unicycles. And I will say this though. First, at least two months that I was living in Queens with you, I was turning right, right on red. I was like, why aren't people fucking, I didn't realize it was a lot. I was like, I kept turning right on red light. Well, fortunately I never got ticketed for that. Is that why you left New York? It was because of all the, the pending, pending charges. There is one place at the bottom of the Queensboro bridge. If you come off from Manhattan to Queens, there's one, there's multiple exits, but there's one you come down. And I guess because of the street is more lanes. They're like, you can turn right on red, but yield to traffic. It's the only place I've seen in New York City that gives you permission. But really? it's stated, like, you can make a right on red if it's clear, basically. Because it's like where you, everybody, I guess the traffic would just be out of, if you had to wait for yeah. the light. People are coming off, the whole bridge would be backed up. So there's like one or two places like that. But the rest of it, it makes perfect sense. It's a good thing I never found out about that place. I would have spent my whole day there. Just like, look at me, taking right turns. Just keep going, keep going and going and going. It's a great time. <laughs> it's, it's how the fucking rest of the world does it. Yeah. Fucking show off. <laughs> Yeah, that's how I do it. Like I, I cross the border from New Jersey and I pump my own gas, and I'm like, "Look at me, pumping my own fucking gas." <laughs> Some hot shit uh-huh. right there. It's a great law. Last one. <laughs> it is legal for women to be topless as long as it's not for business purposes. What? I knew that one. New York City. Yeah, New yeah. York City. So for recreation and play, you can, can be topless. You can be topless anywhere in New York City. People don't do it because of crazy people and dirtbag men, but because you can do it though. But if you're trying to promote, like, uh, I don't know, a podcast, then you're going to get arrested. I yeah. see. Yeah. Or any kind of business, right? You can't do it. It seems fair enough. I mean, I don't like, I take no offense of anybody being topless. But if I were, it would be like, oh, why are you trying to uh, commercialize so this what, beautiful We've talked about business purpose. Maybe what, what if it's like a, a dead end venture? Like, say, a lady's going topless to promote her YouTube channel that only has 300 subscribers. I mean, that's not really the same level as I think of like a legitimate business. But I don't think you could do it, right? You couldn't like spray paint, body paint yourself with something on there, some website on your bare chair. No, it's illegal. You're promoting a business. Regardless of how many followers, and I know what you're trying to do, Ian, you're trying to promote the podcast. I'm saying shameless self-promotion, as long as it's not considered a legitimate business, you know. Strippers would stand in front of strip clubs, naked, topless. That's right. That would be it, barking people in. But they don't want it to be that. They just want to be people topless in the park sunbathing yeah if there weren't laws against that that would absolutely be a thing yes topless parkers. it's yeah. fucking new york city dude you know it's, it's hard enough to get spots at new york city comedy clubs imagine if like fucking women could just take their tops off and like that would be the barker form of getting fucking people into that company. Yeah. there's no way we'd have any chance no yeah well maybe you when you were a fat boy you could show your tits <laughs> and shit <laughs> All right, guys, that is our podcast. Thank you for listening. Paul Hooper, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thank Absolutely. You, Anytime. It's always a pleasure. I, I really hope Bobby's going to be okay. But you Oh, know. good Lord. I mean, you know, if we can get his feces consumption under control. Paul, do you have anything you want to plug before we go? Yeah, I'll plug my social media, yeah. paulhoopercomedy.com. Instagram, Paul E. Hooper, where I post nudes. Oh, God. And yeah, I already um, unfollowed you on that. Twitter at Paul Hooper, where I don't post much. Okay. And then Facebook, no one cares about. Yeah, nobody cares about Facebook. But your thirst straps 
All Instagram. All Instagram. Paul E. Hooper. Because you've been working out. You're a healthy man now. You're a different man than we had you. I'm the same person deep down. But you're more douchey, like... Douchey. I'm a douchebag now. Thank you. Arrogant douchebag now. But I'm trying to take care of myself. It's great to see you. I love you. I love you. What is it that you call me sometimes? Carlos Valencia, the Italian stallion of Nordic humor. Thank you. Thank you. I try to tell them that's what we should have named the podcast. You should have. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening, guys. That's the podcast. Good night. Walk your cat. Walk your cat. Walk your cat. Everything is covered in shit and cum.